It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 27 of season 2 and time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. Meet Corliss Archer was CBS Radio's answer to A Date with Judy, the NBC radio show that was extremely popular with younger Americans. It ran from January 7, 1943 to September 30, 1956, and starred Janet Waldo and Priscilla Lyon as Corliss, and later Lou Jean Sanders, who also portrayed her on the TV show, which ran in 1951 concurrently. Corliss was a blonde, lovable teenage girl forever doting on her father, played by Bob Bailey, Fred Shields, and Frank Martin, and her mother, played by Irene Tedrow, Monty Margots, and Gloria Holden. Her boyfriend, Dexter, played by Bill Christie and Sam Edwards, constantly drives her father nuts. Less than 20 episodes of the show remain to this day, despite its long run. So sit back and relax for the April 9th, 1950 broadcast of Meet Corliss Archer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, it's a typical summer day at the Archer household. The Archers, Mr. and Mrs., and their daughter Corliss are having breakfast. Mr. Archer is trying to read the morning mail, and Corliss, as usual, is prattling away about a very serious problem. And that isn't the worst part of it, Mom. We not only have to write a composition before school starts... But we have to make it about something exciting that happened this summer. Well, dear, I'm sure you'll think of something. What are you reading, Harry? Hmm? Oh, a a letter from my old roommate at law school, Ned Brown. You remember him? Yes, very well. How is he? He's fine. He's writing to thank me for a favor I did for him last month and wants to know if he can return it. He's practicing in Washington, isn't he? Yes, doing very well, too. Oh, that's nice. Harry, I don't like to rush you, but it's getting rather late. Oh, that's all right. I'm not going to the office this morning. I'm trying a case, and I'm going directly to court. Don't have to be there till 9.30. Oh, golly, Daddy, what kind of a case? Is it a murder, a divorce, or what? No, of course. It's a case of a client of mine trying to collect some money that's legally due him. Oh, who's the client, Harry? A fellow named Johnson, new client. He's suing a man who owes him back rent. Well, why doesn't he pay his rent? Says he has no money. Then what's the use of suing him? I should have left when I was even. <laughs> Simply this, Corliss. I'll get a judgment against this man. Then, if and when he does have some money, he's ordered by the court to pay it. What happens if he doesn't? In that case, he's held in contempt of court. And we have laws for people who hold our courts in contempt. Oh, Daddy, this is fascinating. Go on. Well, that's all there is. Simple, what? Well, it's very simple once you get the hang of it. I never realized... (laughs) That sounds like Dexter. It sounds like a sick hippopotamus, but it's... <laughs> Tell him to come in, dear. Some of the neighbors may still be sleeping. Not now they aren't. <laughs> come on in, Daddy. 
Dexter. Dexter. Yeah, Mr. Archer? Just outside our front door, there is a little button. That button is connected to a switch, which in turn is connected to a copper wire. When pressed, the little button rings a little bell in our kitchen. Gee whiz, you mean you got a new doorbell? No, Dexter, it's the same doorbell we've had since the house was built 20 years ago. And that bell's been ringing ever since. Gee, doesn't it get on your nerves? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to be going. I know you'll excuse me, Dexter. Oh, sure, Mr. Archer, go right ahead. Oh, thank you. Bye, Corliss. Bye, Angel. Good luck on your lawsuit. So long, Mr. Roger. So long, Dexter, but I'm afraid not for too long. I'll go to the door with you, Harry. Corliss, you and Dexter can do the breakfast dishes if you like. Holy cow, I knew I shouldn't have come over here so early. Dexter? Yeah? Have you absolutely made up your mind about being a doctor? Sure. Why? Well, nothing. Only, well, I think being married to a doctor would be wonderful. Don't misunderstand me. I mean, having babies for nothing and stuff like that. Well, what do you mean, having babies for nothing? Doctors get good money for having babies. <laughs> I mean, bringing babies. I mean... Yes, Dexter, dear, I know what you mean. Only, I was just thinking, well, have you ever thought of being a lawyer? Oh, sure, lots of times. But I'd rather be a doctor. I think law is just fascinating. So is medicine. What's wrong with being a doctor? Nothing. It's just that my daddy doesn't think you'll ever be a doctor. Huh? Well, why not? Well, he thinks you're too clumsy to be a surgeon and too noisy to be a physician. He does, huh? Hmm. Your father's always saying things about me. Why, one time he said I didn't have a brain as big as a peanut. And I know I have. (laughs) Dexter, stop being a baby. Listen, Daddy's trying a very important case today, and I was just thinking, I'd like to see it. Why? Well, I may be able to get some material for my composition. You know, the one we've got to write this summer? Oh, yeah. Oh, what kind of material? Well, it's a very interesting case about a very interesting man who has no money. Let's go down to the courthouse and watch him. This poor, miserable soul may be the subject I'm looking for for my English composition. Okay, that's a swell idea. Maybe I can get something from watching him, too. I... Uh-oh. Oh, Dexter Franklin, look what you've done. You've broken a saucer. Now Mother will be stuck with an odd cup. Oops. <sighs> Not now she won't. I just broke the cup. <laughs> you clumsy idiot. All I can say is that if you and I ever do get married, and if you ever do become a doctor, and if we ever do have any children, somebody else will bring him into the world. <laughs> glad we're finally out of that courtroom. If anyone had ever told me that my father was a hard-hearted, mean, cruel, old, old skinflint, I never would have believed it. What are you talking about? All lawyers act like that in court. They have to. I don't believe it. Anyone with half an eye could tell Mr... What's his name? You mean the fellow your father's suing? Mr. Jenkins? Yes, Mr. Jenkins. Anyone could see he was telling the truth. Your father couldn't. I know, and that's what makes me so mad. I don't think your father will want you to come to court again. He looked pretty sore at the way you acted. Well, I can't help it. I only did what any truth-respecting person would have done. You mean when you yelled out, I object? (laughs) Yes, 
And I certainly did object. Well, maybe so. But I don't think spectators are supposed to object out loud. I don't see why not. Well, anyway, the judge didn't think so. Because if you remember, that's why we were kicked out of court. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess I showed that judge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee, I sure was proud of you, Corliss. With your head held high and that determined look on your face, you were the picture of dignity as the sheriff dragged you out the door. <laughs> I don't care. I think the judge had no right to have me thrown out just because I objected. Well, all your father asked him was if he could pay the back rent. But that's so silly. Daddy knows he can't pay the back rent. He told me so this morning. And why did he ask him? That's why I'm so mad. I think Daddy was just deliberately trying to rub it in or something. Did you hear him say he had six children? Who, your father? No, Dopey, Mr. Jenkins. And he hasn't worked in ages. If Daddy wasn't so mean, he'd be helping him instead of suing him. Now, Coralie, oh, you're fine. Dexter, wait. I just had a terrific idea. Uh-oh. What? If Daddy won't help those people, I will. Huh? How can you help them? Well, I can, and you can, too. Now, listen. Here's what we'll do. <laughs> it was the darndest thing. It was so funny, I... Can't even get mad about it. Well, what happened? Well, while I was questioning the defendant, Mr. Jenkins, Corliss apparently didn't like my line of questioning, so she yelled right out in a loud voice, I object! Oh, no. Well, then what happened? Judge McCarthy threw her out of court. Oh, good heavens. Did the judge know who she was? No, I took great pains to let him think she was a complete stranger. <laughs> well, I wonder where she is. It's almost dinner time. Probably thinking up a good explanation for her actions in court. I think I'll start dinner anyway. She ought to be home soon. Well, I've got your favorite dish, a big juicy sirloin steak. Oh, boy, let's get at it. I'm starved. I'll put it on the fire right away. Come on out to the kitchen and talk to me. Okay. I wish you could have seen the look on Judge McCarthy's face when he heard Corliss pipe up right out of the fifth row. That's funny. What is? I can't find the steak. I left it right in the refrigerator. No, it's not there. You sure you didn't leave it at the butcher's? Of course I'm sure. Why should I leave it at the butcher's? I don't know, dear, but women are so absent-minded sometimes. Harry, Archer, don't try to be funny. I brought that steak home in my own hands and put it in the icebox. Well, then it should be there now. Yes, it should. Let's see now. I went from the butcher's to the grocer's and then to the Franklin's for a minute. Don't tell me you left that steak at the Franklin's. I couldn't bear the thought of Dexter sticking his teeth into it. <laughs> of course I didn't leave it at the Franklin's. I told you I put it in the icebox. I know, I know. Well, let's get dressed and go out to dinner, shall we? Oh, but Harry, that's ridiculous. I know I put Yes, it in. dear, but I want to go out anyway. We haven't been out to dinner in ages. It'll do us good. Well, all right, but I wish I now, knew Janet, what... Now, Janet, forget it. Come on, I'll take a quick shower, and by that time, Corliss ought to be home, and we can go to Marcel. Marcel? Sure, why not? Let's shoot the works. Well, okay, Harry, if you say so. Now, I wonder where that steak could be. <laughs> What's that, Janet? Shall I wear my green dress or my blue one? Wear the red one. Oh, dear. Men are no help at all like time like this. Hello, Mom. Well, why are you getting all dressed up? Corliss, where on earth have you been? Out with Dexter. Where are you going? We're going out, dear. You too. Change your dress right away. Janet, who are you talking to? Oh, hello, Corliss. I didn't hear you come in. Hello, Daddy. 
I should hold you in contempt of court after what you did today. I know, Daddy, and I'm sorry. Well, that's all right. Just don't come into any of my cases anymore, and you're forgiven. Well, it was just that I was so sorry for that poor man. I know, and you just couldn't keep your feelings to yourself. No, Daddy, I couldn't. Where are we going? We're going to Marcel's for dinner to celebrate. Well, what are we celebrating? Oh, I don't know. Just uh, the fact that your mother mislaid the steak she bought for dinner. Now, Harry, I didn't... Oh, golly. What do you mean, oh, golly? Hmm? Oh, nothing. Just, oh, golly. Well, hurry up and get dressed, baby. All right, Daddy. Janet. Well, Harry, what is it? My suit, my new suit. Where is it? I didn't even know you had a new suit. Oh, that's right. I, I was saving it for a surprise. It's gone. Are you sure you didn't leave it at the tailor's? You know how absent-minded men are sometimes. Now, look here, Janet. If this is a joke... Harry, I tell you, I never saw your new suit. Well, then where is it? I don't know. Maybe a moth ate it. He must have been pretty hungry. He ate the buttons, too. (laughs) Well, Daddy, what's the matter? I can't find it. That's what's the matter. Your father has mislaid his new suit, dear. I tell you, I did not mislay it. I hung it right here in this closet, and now it's gone. Man doesn't just go around thinking he put a suit of clothes in the closet and then not... What do you mean, oh, golly? Nothing. Was it a gray one? Yes, Corliss, it was a gray one. A new gray one. Why? Nothing, only... Oh, golly. Will you please stop saying, oh, golly? All right, Daddy. Holy cow! (laughs) Corliss, I suspect from your attitude that you know something about the disappearance of my new suit. Do you? Yes, Daddy. Corliss. Well, Corliss? Well, Daddy, I... Well, it's really all your fault. This morning in court, I got to feeling so sorry for poor Mr. Jenkins that this afternoon, Dexter and I went to see his family to see if there wasn't something we could do for him. Go on. Hello, dear. Hello, Harry. Is there anything the matter? No. Why? Well, you sound kind of worried. Well, do I? Well, it's nothing, really. You know that lawsuit of mine against Jenkins? I should know it, the way Corliss is mixed up in it. Well, maybe Corliss is right, after all. What do you mean, Harry? Well, it seems that the reason Johnson is suing Jenkins is not for the reason I thought at all. Really? No. Johnson knows about this invention. He's suing so that the court will award him actual satisfaction of the debt now told me today he'd accept the plans of the invention as the complete settlement of the debt. But, Harry, that doesn't seem fair. Well, you're darn right it isn't fair. That invention's worth anything. It's worth a darn sight more than the back rent, and Johnson must know it, or he wouldn't be so anxious to get it. It seems to me Johnson should buy the invention for whatever it's worth and then deduct the money Jenkins owes him. That's absolutely right. Well, really, Harry, I don't see why you represent a man who's so unscrupulous. I didn't know he was unscrupulous. I haven't handled his business very long. Are you going to go through with the case? I'll have to. Legally, Johnson's not suing for the invention. He he just thinks that by squeezing Jenkins, he can get it for next to nothing. I see. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Maybe I can... Hello. Hello, Mom. Hello, Daddy. Hi, Mr. Archer. Hello, Mrs. Archer. Hello. Where have you been all day? Oh, just around. Yeah, around at the Jenkins. Holy cow, they've got more clothes than I have. Well, most everyone has, Dexter. <laughs> yeah, but you ought to see what Corliss got them today. All day we've been canvassing the neighborhood for things. What about my suit? Yeah, they got that, too. 
I know that, Dexter. I'm asking Corliss if she got it back. No, it isn't back from the tailors yet. Corliss? I'm sorry, Daddy, but Mr. Jenkins had already taken it to be altered. He was very grateful. Yeah. Mr. Jenkins said we were lifesavers. If he meant you had holes in your heads, he was right. <laughs> grateful. I should think he would be grateful. Why, well, I... Well, I should think that's the least we could do after all the unhappiness you're causing him. Honestly, I'm simply mortified when I think of my own father persecuting those poor people. Well, and how do the Jenkins like the idea of accepting gifts from the daughter of their persecutor? Holy cow, they don't know who Corliss is. If she told them she's your daughter, they'd probably kick her right out of the house. Well, who do they think you are, exactly? Well, I, I told them I was Corliss Brown. Why Brown? Well, you mentioned that man you went to school with named Ned Brown, so I just happened to remember it, and I, I told him I was his daughter. Oh, this is the end. First I have my dinner taken away, then my new suit, and now my own daughter. Your fishing rod, too. What? <laughs> sure, we were cleaning out the attic today, and Corliss found an old fishing rod, and she said you never used it anymore, so we took it to the Jenkins. May I ask what Mr. Jenkins is going to do with my fishing rod? Nothing. Mrs. Jenkins is going to use it. She's taking it apart to use for curtain rods. <laughs> Corliss, tomorrow I will bring home my golf clubs. Mr. Jenkins can no doubt find a way to make a new type egg beater out of them. Well, uh... I don't like to say anything, Mr. Archer, but I've seen you play golf, and I think you'd play better with an egg beater. <laughs> All right, Dexter, that's enough. It's dinner time, Corliss. Run upstairs and wash your hands and face. Yes, Mom. Would you like to stay for dinner, Dexter? No, boy, I'll stay. We're only having leftovers. Oh, that's all right. We are, too, but... I always think other people's leftovers are much more interesting than your own. <laughs> it's fun trying to guess what they were left over from. Well, we better get at them quick. In a day or two, there won't be anything left over in this house but the barest necessities of life. Janet, great news. Why? What happened? The Jenkins thing's finally settled. Well, I'm glad of that. Did you win the suit? I'll say I did, but that's not the best part of it. While the jury was still out, Jenkins got word that his invention had been patented and a manufacturer sent him a check for $5,000 as an advance. Harry, that's wonderful. <laughs> you should have seen the look on Johnson's face when he heard about it. Was he mad? Sure he is. Now all he can do is accept the money the court has awarded and Jenkins can well afford that now. Well, I think that's wonderful, but... How in the world did Mr. Jenkins find a lawyer to patent his invention for him? I thought you... Mom! Daddy, I've got the most wonderful news about Mr. Jenkins. Dear Daddy told me what happened. Isn't that nice? Golly, are the Jenkins excited? Well, it seems to me they're not the only ones who are excited. Well, Daddy, now I hope you're satisfied. What do you mean? Well, you won your suit and your precious Mr. Johnson has his money. But I'm glad there are some lawyers in this world who understand human nature and are willing to help other people in distress. You mean some lawyer helped Mr. Jenkins get his invention patented? Yes, it was the strangest thing. The other day, Mr. Jenkins got a mysterious call from Washington, and some man Mr. Jenkins never heard of asked him if he'd send on the plans for his invention, and he'd see what he could do. You don't say. What was this lawyer's name? I don't know. I didn't ask Mr. Jenkins. Uh-huh. I think I see. What do you see, Mom? Uh, Janet. Uh... Yes, Harry, I see a lot of things. And I like what I see. What do you mean, Mom? Uh, nothing, Corliss. Well, I happened to notice our phone bill today and the toll charges were unusually high this month. 
But what has that got to do with Mr. Jenkins? Uh, Corliss, uh, about my suit. I'm sure Mr. Jenkins won't object to giving it back now that he's going to be rich. Well, Daddy, I don't know how to tell you this, but the suit was altered to fit Mr. Jenkins, and it would never fit you now. Well, I can have it altered back to my size. Well, maybe you could, Daddy, but... Well, Mr. Jenkins gave it away. What? Yes, Daddy. He was so happy and so grateful to the people who'd been helping him that he gave the suit to... Well, to someone who's been helping him. Oh, no. Who is this benefactor who's got my new suit? Well, Daddy, I... Hi, everybody. Hello, Dexter. Good evening, Dexter. I... Dexter Franklin, take off my suit. about Corliss Archer and her family in just a moment. For you and your family, now, a brief word. Your hosts, when you meet Corliss Archer each Sunday evening, are America's business-managed, tax-paying electric light and power companies. Each is a separate company, directly responsible to the customers in the area it serves and to thousands of people whose savings are invested in it. These companies join to bring you this program and these friendly talks to show you how, through business management, your electric service is kept ever ready, ever dependable. The biggest bargain in your family budget. Dexter, don't you think my daddy is about the most wonderful man in the whole world? Imagine him calling up his friend in Washington about Mr. Jenkins and then not even letting Mr. Jenkins know about it. Yeah. That's the test of a really great man. He does a nice thing and doesn't talk about it. Yeah, he sure is a swell guy. <laughs> Why, do you know when I gave him back the suit, he just looked at it and then looked at me and said, No, Dexter, you keep it. <laughs> there, you see, that just proves my point. He did a nice thing like that and, and didn't even tell me about it. Yeah. I wonder why he gave the suit back to you. I don't know. He couldn't have minded those grease spots for my bicycle. Because they'll come out when it's cleaned. And he couldn't have minded the tear in the coat for my car door, because that can be mended. Maybe he just didn't like the color. Dexter Franklin, how can you say a thing like that about Daddy? If he gave you the suit, it's because he wanted you to have it. Yeah, I guess you're right. He sure is a wonderful guy. Corliss Archer, starring Janet Waldo, is based on characters created by F. Hugh Herbert. It is a James L. Safier production directed by Thomas A. McAvity. Today's script was written by Mr. McAvity. Dexter is played by Sam Edwards and Mr. and Mrs. Archer by Fred Shields and Irene Tedrow. The music was composed and conducted by Bill Fontaine. Corliss Archer, played by Shirley Temple, will be seen on the screen very shortly in A Kiss for Corliss. This is John Heaston inviting you to join us again next week when America's business-managed electric light and power companies... Again, invite you to meet Corliss Archer. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That was the episode, Mr. Archer's New Suit, from Meet Corliss Archer. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you right here again on Friday for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio.
I'm Greg Fordyce. And remember... I've got a linebacker that has not washed his jockey strap in two years because he thinks flies are lucky.